and welcome to Euractiv's Agri-Food Brief. I'm Natasha Foote and here's your weekly update on all things agriculture and food in the EU from Euractiv's Agri-Food News Team. Our top story of the week. During its mandate, the Croatian EU presidency wants to secure an agreement on transitional regulations that will extend current rules for at least a year. Euractiv's Gerardo Fortuna sat down with the Croatian agricultural minister, Maria Vucicovic, to speak about this and other priorities of the Croatian Presidency for farming and fisheries. In other news, tens of thousands of people took to the streets of Berlin in the 10th We're Fed Up With It protest on Saturday. This was in an effort to bring about radical change in Germany's agricultural sector. Gerardo Fortuna reports that the European Commission and member states intend to use the concept of bioeconomy as a tool to achieve the political priorities of the EU's new environmental flagship policy when it comes to agriculture. By using hemp, brewer's grains and spelt husk, many French SMEs are now starting to manufacture natural insulation materials based on biosource materials and biowaste. In this way, they are providing a green alternative to conventional insulation. Fishermen from France's Brittany region have asked the European Commission to address the uncertainty caused by Brexit for the fisheries sector, ensuring access of European fishermen to fish in British waters. Lastly, in a video report, Euractive Poland spoke to a professor at the Warsaw School of Life Sciences about the situation of small farms in Europe. He said that most of them have either collapsed or lost their productive function in recent years. He says that this is due to the fact that the support system of the European Union is primarily focused on large farms. Now for the agri-food news from the capitals this week. Starting with France, where according to a recent analysis by the research institute INRA, abandoning glyphosate and switching to fully mechanical weed control would result in an average additional cost equivalent to 7.1% of the gross surplus of vineyards. In Austria, at his speech at the annual winter conference of the Ecosocial Forum in Vienna, the EU Commissioner for Agriculture was critical of planned cuts to the cap, which would decrease the subsidies to Austrian farmers by 120 million euros annually. In Germany, protest against the German government's agricultural policy continues. As Chancellor Angela Merkel arrived in the Bavarian town of Duggendorf on Wednesday, she was greeted by a protest of farmers and around 50 tractors. These local farmers feel neglected by federal policies and want to attract the Chancellor's attention to the challenges that they face. Boris Johnson has said in his recent speech at the UK-Africa Investment Summit in London on Monday, that beef produced in Uganda will have an honoured place on the UK supermarket shelves post-Brexit. He said that this is part of his ambition to build a new future for the UK as a global free-trading nation. In Ireland, Irish MEPs have been urged to reject the EU proposal for an extra 30-day pre-movement TB test for animals. The Irish Farmers Association has said that this test is an unnecessary anti-competitive measure that impacts Irish farmers disproportionately. The Competition Authority has fined the German discount retailer Lidl for 1 million euros for an unfair trade practice, as the company gave misleading information to consumers. In Greece, Greek olive oil producers have accused the government of lack of support as they sell at a price well below production cost. Producers have called on the creation of a national olive oil management body to handle the matter. Spanish olive growers have claimed an important victory in a US court which could help lift some of the duties imposed by President Donald Trump's administration. Spain's Olive Exporters Association said that these duties could be lowered to 20% from 35% as a result of the decision. 
In Poland, the government wants to introduce a tax on artificially sweetened drinks after Polish children were found to be at a high risk of being overweight. However, a number of leading agricultural organisations oppose the charge, saying it will be harmful to fruit growers, producers and consumers. Over the past two months, Bulgarian authorities have seized 170 tonnes of chicken contaminated with salmonella, which was imported from Poland. The latest 50 tonnes of the meat were found before reaching supermarkets. Bulgaria has notified the Polish authorities of the problem. In Romania, the Agricultural Ministry will grant temporary permission for using neonicotinoid-treated corn and sugar beet seeds in emergency cases. Lastly, in Croatia, the State Veterinary Inspection has stepped up the control of biosecurity measures on poultry farms in Croatia after Eastern Europe recorded an increase in highly pathogenic avian influenza, with more than 10 reported cases in four EU countries, including Poland, Hungary and Slovakia. On our radar this week. Today, the Joint Research Centre presents the state of play and first preliminary findings on its economic assessment of the dual quality of food products to the Internal Market Committee of the European Parliament. On the 29th to the 30th of January, EFSA's scientific panel on GMOs will convene to discuss, amongst other things, genetically modified organisms engineered with gene drives. Upcoming events this week includes... Today, at 12.30, there will be a UActive AgriFood Twitter chat about how the CAP can respond to climate change. On the 28th of January, UActive France is holding a roundtable event about the CAP post-2020 and how it can support generational renewal in farming. On the 29th of January, there is an event called Food for the Future Accelerating the Protein Transition, which will showcase the protein-to-food project results and examine the policy implications for the future of protein-rich crops in Europe. For a sneak peek of the news coming your way soon, be sure to look out for Euractiv's two special reports coming next week. The first will take a look at sustainability issues in the food supply chain, featuring articles on labelling issues and the perspective of farmers on the upcoming farm-to-fork strategy. The second will focus on how agriculture can contribute to the aims of the European Green Deal. Watch out as well for coverage of the European Landowners event, which will explore innovative agricultural solutions for making the EU climate positive. This week, the podcast was produced by Euractiv's agri-food news team, Natasha Foote and Gerardo Fortuna, with technical support from Malti Kettleson. My name is Natasha Foote. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Music.